30 minutes on the clock. Here we go, boys. Welcome into a new edition of Amateur Hour. It's me, Leo Saylor, joined as always by Safwan Avi and Ryan Pooley. Who's that? Uh, I couldn't tell you. I don't know. Some weird guy. Yeah. Who invited him? Me. Oh, okay. Well, th- that's cool. As, as long as we got personnel inviting outside sources, it wasn't just a random guy who showed up like we've had in the past with Wyatt. Yeah, <laughs> <and Chris. laughs> like, we need to get more guests on the show. Oh, I forgot to tell AJ. I told AJ in DM, in his DMs yesterday. AJ Glines, if you're out there, next week we're open on Wednesday. Bet yeah, three fifteen, right? Three twenty. Mm-hmm. So yeah, guys, welcome in to Amateur Hour with the full crew is back on this Halloween Halloween day. We hope everybody has a safe, fun, and enjoyable Halloween. It is raining outside, so obviously be safe. The animals are outside. Yeah, in the, cr- in the cold rain. Poor guys. Yeah, yeah. You saw them out there, the petting zoo. And I noticed that I was just talking to Leo about this as we were coming to record the podcast that it, it's just been raining on Halloween every single every year. Every year, yeah. It's like they're like kids don't get to enjoy trick or treating. It's just pouring down you know rain. It's no. cold. I'm putting my foot down. Oh my god. Oh good. That's you gotta what put it your is. costume and a poncho on. You want to come That's what it's all about. Oh my god. No. It's all about working for that bread. <laughs> working for that candy, boys. Uh, That's what sugar. it's all Go, about. Going through the struggle. Last year. I was handing out candy to kids, and it was raining, it was cold. Maybe it wasn't raining, but it was really cold. I think it was, like, drizzling and really cold. And these kids pulled up, and their mom was driving them around. Going door to door. No, no. Sidewalk to sidewalk. They were staying in their car and rolling down their windows. I told them to get lost. (laughs) Do not stay in the same zip code. I was infuriated. I mean, people talk about our generation being soft. Oh, I don't know. I think it's the way the parents raise their kids, to be honest. Yeah. 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 It's a, like, what? The baby boomers have nobody to blame but themselves. Yeah, because I think the kids nowadays, they don't care. They just want to get their candy. They'll go in rain, sleet, hail, snow. Mm-hmm. They'll go get their kids candy. Kids are reckless if you let them be reckless. Yeah, dude. but the parents are like, oh, we don't want you to get wet. We don't want you to get sick. So we're going to go no, we're drive around their car. soft, too, though. You think so? You think kids it has a little bit so to do with the kids? soft. Oh, my God. They just want it's their crazy. candy. We're raising sheep, as my father would say. Oh, man. But Don't yeah, sheep among the wolves. Right. <laughs> so we hope you guys have a great Halloween. So before we get into any sports uh, topics today, we do want to do want to give a quick wrap up of our trip to Louisville. Mm-hmm. We attended the media convention in Louisville. We caught the end of it Friday and Saturday. What do you guys think? Shout out to Jay Adonde. Yeah, yeah awesome. definitely a highlight of the trip for me. Yeah, yeah me and Polly. Um, stayed in the sports section. We went to every single sports one that we could find. Every single one. Yeah, we went to about eight uh, different, you know, conventions. And overall, from my perspective, it was a great time. I went with great people. Everybody was great. And you we went to we, some different ones, didn't you, Leo? Yeah, I went to a few yeah. different ones. Uh, I went to a handful about sports. You know, I think that that was something that was yeah, really interesting. Yeah, you talked a lot in like three or four of them. Yeah, yeah, three or four of them. I think I was with you guys for the sports ones. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, yeah. though, you know, I got to broaden my horizons a little bit. For sure. Uh, talk about how you can participate the audience in a podcast so keep your ears out for that because that'll be certainly interesting to see how we can involve our audience more in a podcast Mm -hmm. which is a tough thing to do you know because it is it is pre-recorded and is audio only but with that said I did have a few ideas that uh, were presented to us and I'd like to implement so I think we'll try and uh, touch base with those in the coming weeks I think we need to make it like a Twitter poll of the week for amateur hour I come out with just like one, like who do you think is the goat question, and like is LeBron gonna succeed in LA kind of yeah, question. Yeah. yeah, and we can put on, yeah. we can have like a PTI kind of style. Yeah, you know, and maybe put like a, you know, we and whatever the results are, and we talk about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. I think we got a lot of good ideas flowing. Yeah, that was the whole point of the convention, you know, broaden our our horizons, you know, get new knowledge of people that have had success doing this, you know, recording podcasts, you know, writing and journalism, you know, covering. 
big time schools like University of Kentucky, University of Kentucky, University of Louisville. Scandal U. Louisville. Yeah, Scandal U. You know, so we really had a good time. We broadened our horizon. We gained knowledge. And as Leo pointed out, we're gonna use some of these topics, some of these you know strategic styles, and use it in our podcast. So hopefully down the road we'll start seeing more. And of that. long story short, we'll be better. Long story short. Long story short. Long story short. Yeah, okay. shirt. Gotcha. My shirt is short. Uh, no, I'm not wearing a crop top. Speaking of which, go Cowboys. Eh. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. Yeah, so now now we're going to wrap up Louisville. Now we're going to get into the sports topic. I think the big talk about the NFL is the trade deadline. They're actually starting to make it's moves in the trade deadline now. Mark Cooper went for how high? A first rounder. First rounder? Yeah. And everyone else went for like at least a third rounder. Yeah. Demarius Thomas got traded to the Texans for a fourth and seventh rounder. Mm-hmm. Dante Fowler to, I think, the Texans as well. Ty Montgomery left for like a seventh for rounder. For a seventh rounder. It's nuts. Yeah. And these uh, teams are trading uh, Snacks Harrison from the New York Giants to the Lions for a fifth rounder. Mm-hmm. I mean, fourth. This is like the best run-stopping defensive tackle in the league, and he's going for a fifth-round pick? I've, I've said it before. Draft picks in the NFL are so, I'm not going to say overvalued, because it's, it's the way the league works. It's, it's what the market These players come out, and they just produce but, right but, out of the gate. But the, the draft picks are so highly valued. Mm-hmm. It's, it's incredible. And you do have a point there that, they're expected if you're a first-round pick, you should probably be on the starting defense or offense or, or something. By like the end that. of the year, especially By if you're a top, like if you're a top 15 pick, you're supposed to be contributing one of the guys. You know, you're supposed to be one of the main guys. And if you're like a top five pick, you're supposed to be a game breaker from day one. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. supposed to be, you're supposed to be the guy. But what's crazy is though, so, so say you got the fourth overall pick, he blossoms into a star. A few years later, his team's not doing so hot. They're gonna do the rebuilding thing, which I don't understand. He's still a young guy. He can be part of your rebuild. But anyway, you decide to trade him. So what do you do? You trade him for a first round pick. But you drafted him fourth overall, and he's playing like a fourth overall mm-hmm. pick. And he's so only 24 you, years old. You're just right. wasting time at that. Amari Cooper is no only 24 sense. years old. It makes old. absolutely no sense. In the NHL, say, if you have a player who's exactly. comparable to Amari Cooper's status, but he's a hockey player, that guy is worth two firsts and a second. In the NFL, if you ask for that for Amari Cooper, you're being laughed at. Yeah. Which is craziness, because he was a fourth overall pick. The first you're getting back is likely not going to be as high as that fourth yeah. overall pick. And the truth is, sometimes guys are bust. Amari Cooper's not a bust. No, he's not. No, Amari Cooper is not a bust. He's above average. So he's you're, not a bust. You're yeah. literally yeah. saying, okay, I'll give you this guy who was a risk because he had never played in the NFL, but now he's not because he's proven himself in the NFL. Yeah. He's a pro bowler. And, and we'll yeah. give you, and in return, we will take something that is likely a lower pick and a risk because, again, this guy also hasn't played in the NFL yeah. yet. So you're giving a sure asset for a less good risk. The draft pick. That's what the Raiders are doing, <laughs> you know. They got they have what? Three sure first round picks now. Front office. Yeah, I should. <laughs> I saw I saw that Kevin Costner movie. Oh, Very good yeah, movie that's by a the really way. Good draft movie. Day. Uh-huh. Okay, Costner. if you I think I made this point before. If you watch that and then watch the draft that followed, it is identical. Mm-hmm. Except for they instead of not taking the douchebag quarterback like in the movie, they do take the douchebag quarterback in Johnny Manziel. So it, it's very, the way things played out was spooky how similar it was. Yeah. So. And what the, uh, in terms of the Texans, now they got two really good receivers in DeAndre Hopkins and Demarius Thomas. That's, That's going to give Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. Yeah. DeAndre Hopkins is a superstar. I don't know why he does not get the notoriety he deserves. Because he plays for the Texans. Yeah, because he's played, he's played with a bunch of bad quarterbacks his whole career. You know, if he had a good quarterback, he would be putting up all these numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, the Julio Joneses. And, and he's right there as he should be. 
You know, and going back to Amari Cooper real quick, he's 24 years old. He's only a couple months older than rookie Calvin Ridley out of Alabama. Can you believe that? Amari yep. Cooper, this is his fourth year in the what league. Is Calvin an eighth year? And no, Calvin Ridley is a rookie. How old is he? For the he? Falcons, I think he's well, he's 24 cuz Amari Cooper's 24. Uh, Can you and he's he's still so young and he's a pro bowler. He's proven. He's proven he's a pro bowler in this league, you know? Mhm. So, moving on to more NFL uh trade deadline stuff. Holy shit, the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah. Wow. Oh my goodness gracious! Oh, the Rams—that's who got uh, Dante Fowler from the Jaguars. It was the St. Louis Rams. Scary. Now look at that defense. The Rams line. are already undefeated. Like the season's already over. There's mark it down. Their starting four defensive front is all first-round picks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Top what? fifteen picks. Aaron yeah, Donald. Because they know how to win in the state. NFL. Obviously, they have good weapons on offense and good pass rushers and run blockers. And, and the best coach in the league. Sean yeah. McVay, Sean you McVay. are a. Beast, you just that he came in and just changed everyone else is playing checkers. He's playing chess. He just he just knows what he's doing. He took a risk. Obviously, everybody was like, "Oh, is these personalities gonna work? Is Sue? Is Talib? Is Marcus Peters? Are all these big personalities gonna work in a locker room?" Well, I think eight no should answer your question right now. I think it should. You know, winning answers all these questions. You know, if you're if they were losing, that would still be the talk of every sports news every sports channel but right now they've won every single game and nobody cares about these personalities they just care about winning and losing that's all this this business is in sports professional sports is winning and losing yeah did what you have provide, you done for me did you provide me anything you know what have you done for me lately yeah. you know you know and Dominican Sue he's, he's been really good but with the Dolphins people thought he got his money so he kind of he didn't care they were it was on a losing franchise he dirty comes to the Rams <laughs> and yeah he obviously has a reputation of being dirty Marcus Peters has a reputation of being reckless Aqib Tlaib is getting into fights with everybody but you know they come in, they put and their everyone egos aside. buys in, everyone puts their chips in. It's yeah. you know it's easy to win. Their offense, they got. I I don't think how you can argue this. The best running back in the league is Todd Gurley. Yeah, fantasy man. <laughs> I, I love him. He's the I best fantasy so running much. back. He's the best running back in the NFL. I mean the Rams just got it working right now. Playing close games, you know they're still playing they're close still games, but they're, but they're winning. It's they're not about how you win, but if you win. I have to say my two favorite football teams of all time to watch anyway. Um, keep in mind, you know. I'm Twenty, so my, 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 my horizons aren't that huge. Yeah, so we did, yeah we didn't get to watch Chip Kelly's more. Oregon Ducks with Marcus yeah, Mariota yeah. quarterback. Well, Michael James, all those guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Michael James, Kenyon Barner. Yeah. Oh, who's the guys. guy who the Chiefs had? What was really fast, dude? Yeah, Lamar, Lamichael Thomas. No. No, DeAnthony Thomas. DeAnthony Thomas. 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 Okay, my. I was talking about Lamichael James, by the way. Yeah, exactly. That is my favorite football team to watch ever. You add in the uniforms, nothing's better. Doesn't compare. Second. The L.A. Rams. Somehow they're on this list and they're second for me, yet they play in the No Fun League. The current Rams right now? Oh, yes. Because we weren't old enough to watch the Showtime Rams with uh, Kurt Warner, Isaac Bruce, Torrey Torrey Hull, Hull, Marshall, yeah. Marshall, Marshall Falk, Marshall Falk, Falk all those yeah. yeah. We weren't old enough. We were just born at that time. So they, won that Super Bowl, they won that Super Bowl by a yard. Yeah. A singular yard. Yep. Imagine. Uh, Kevin Dyson reached over, but he... We got at the one Just yard line. One though. yard yeah. line. All right, better end to a Super Bowl. That one or the Patriots interception. Unbiased, based on teams. Just disregard the teams and and your biases towards those teams and players. It's which is the better it's end? It's got to be the Patriots and Seahawks. Because yeah. that that play, I mean, the the Seahawks should have won that game. You give it to Marshawn Lynch and you win the game. Yeah. You know, at least because in the Rams and Titans game he made the tackle. You know, it was a good play. He just reached. He just didn't. You know, he he wasn't able to extend enough. I mean, the, the Seahawks had every reason to win that game. It was first down, and you throw a slant, and it gets picked off. Yep. You know, the yep. dramatics of that game was just... Well, people forget, too. Doug Baldwin, 
He made he made a, a crazy catch. I think it was like a forty yard gain. Got him a big first down. Moved him down. It was down like bobbling all over his body. Exactly. And eventually came. That would have been the catch comparable to who was it for the Giants? David Tyree. Yeah, David, David Tyree. Tyree yep. Which is also comparable to who? Catch. Julian Edelman. Against the Falcons. And remember the Julio Jones cats. One of the best catches we've seen, but it doesn't yeah. matter because yeah, exactly. they nobody lost, so nobody, nobody talks about Speaking that. Speaking of that, DeAndre Hopkins, you were sleeping on him. Did you see that catch that didn't count? Like, last He's week? had multiple yes. of those catches. Yes. Yes. He's, He's had, had two everywhere. of those now. Yeah. I don't know if you guys remember, best I think it was two years ago, he got interfered with. He just threw his hand out, and he just closed his Palmed fingers and palmed the ball. Yep. He's, he's incredible, man. DeAndre Hopkins is incredible. I'm not taking anything away from these athletes. I think what they do is incredible. I think these catches are truly because they are remarkable Close athletes. to godly. I, I totally agree. But I would be more entertained if there weren't gloves. Because I do wonder. The stick'em. Yeah. I do the wonder. The stick'em is as powerful right? as it's ever been. I really wonder how much of these catches is because of the gloves. I'm not saying they made the catch because of the gloves, but I'm saying, do and they make this catch with And assisting with the gloves. It's like, yes. it's like from Little gloves. Giants when the kid claps and he yeah. can't separate his yeah. hands. Yeah, I mean, if you, take, <laughs> if you take these wide receiver gloves and you start with one hand, the tips of your fingers, on the palms of your other you hand and try and move up, you, you cannot. So That's I really the, wonder, yeah. does the, Odell Beckham make that catch? The, the most does famous catch in the history of the world, Odell Beckham, does he make that catch? Does he? Does he make that catch? We don't know. So, That's a good question. Yeah. We should put that in the poll this week. We should. Are receivers as good as their gloves or as good as their hands? Yeah. Or like, or or does Odell Beckham make the most famous catch in the history of the world yeah, without the gloves? Without the gloves. You Plus, know. I think football is more interesting if it's in the cold and, and your fingers are cold and and Tom Brady can't throw the ball because he normally wears gloves. Mm-hmm. Football's more interesting. Football is yeah. more interesting. Absolutely. So now we're going to move to our hometown team as we do every week. The Cincinnati Bengals defeated the Tampa Bay Buccaneers thirty-seven to thirty-four. I you, wouldn't call it a win. Yeah, I, I call it a stalemate. You're, we're pleased. I, I think Marvin actually said it best. I don't agree with Marvin too much, but I think he said it best. You're I pleased that you won, but you're not pleased with the way you played. And the Bengals should absolutely at not, least the second half. You know, absolutely should not be pleased with the way they played. I know they had four interceptions, which is fine. I mean, you should always be happy with four interceptions. Jameis Winston, though. I mean, but as Poli just said, those interceptions were not all the Bengals. They were just terrible, terrible throws by Jameis Winston. Yeah. The receivers were wide open. He, he was, was the best bangle on the field. <laughs> he was a bangle on Sunday. You know, They brought in Ryan Fitzpatrick, and he just started torching the Bengals. Granted, that's not that hard to do with the, the defense that the Bengals have, but mm-hmm. they gave up over 600 yards. You know, you take the win. Obviously, that 5-3 and three looks a whole lot better than 4-4, four and four, mm-hmm. so you'll take that. But the Bengals have a whole lot of work to do going into the bye week. Yeah, I mean, I'm just glad we don't have to face Ryan Fitzmagic again. Because yeah. he came in and he was just lighting them up. He was he 11 was, for 14 with, like, 200 yards and two know. touchdowns after, like, two drives. And the Buccaneers <laughs> have already announced that they're going to keep Ryan Fitzpatrick as the as starting the quarterback, yeah. you know, going in. Here's the problem. I actually watched a video on it recently. I believe it was by SB Nation. Mm-hmm. Very, very good subscription if yeah. you enjoy YouTube sports videos. But they showed the history of Ryan Fitzpatrick and how crazy it is that he's gotten the amount of opportunities he's had considering every time he signs, he almost always signs as a backup. Yet somehow he always winds up as the starter. Mm-hmm. And the, the premise of the video was he lights it up when he is thrown into the fire. But then as soon as he's named the starter or he's signed to a contract as soon that as makes him the starter. there's any title on his name, as soon as there's any kind of Exactly. Pressure, he has nothing to lose when he plays. That's the reason. He's a backup. He's and, a, ba- and, he's and a backup ex- Exactly. That's why people, that's why guys like Ryan Fitzpatrick are known as backup when quarterbacks. When you play with like you have nothing to lose, you play well. Everyone's so uptight, you know, it's just... You know, if you have the mindset that you're a backup, that obviously Ryan Fitzpatrick has, because that's what he's been, you know, you're going to go out there, as Poli says, you're going to be loose. You know, I'm the backup. I'm just going to go try to give my team a chance to win. He's a Stanford guy, too. He's smart. No, he's a Harvard guy. Harvard guy. Same difference. You know, he's a really intelligent guy, and obviously... And he's he's a good 
He's a good backup quarterback. He's a backup quarterback, Drew Ranchi, but he's just not a starter. When you put him as a starting quarterback, you're not gonna you're not gonna go to the playoffs with him as your quarterback. You know. Well, can can someone be an elite backup? Yeah, I, I would say right now Nick Foles is an elite backup with what he did last year. I would say the most elite backup of all time. Yeah, but it's want to sit Paul against Tom Brady. <laughs> but it's kind of an oxymoron. What about Jimmy Garoppolo? Was he an elite? Uh, back up last year. We, we don't even I know guess. if he's good. I know because he, he, yeah, yeah. he gets hurt. You Small know, sample size still. He won six games in a row. He signs the biggest contract at that time, and as a quarterback, Let me just eat plays a couple games, and you know he gets hurt again. And that that was a problem in New That's England as well. I hate he got hurt. Those big contracts. Like, what if they just can't play for a year? Then it's like, oh, there goes like forty mil. Yeah. Yeah. And you know that's what the market dictates. You can be an average quarterback. You could be Matthew Stafford, who's a good quarterback. Yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo. Biggest arm in the league. We, yeah, we think is a good quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, from what we've seen. But you pay all this money, then you can't build the team. You know, it's hard building teams with that. Mm-hmm. So, all right, we're gonna keep it rolling. We're gonna move on from the NFL. We are at about the 17 minute mark, and I believe we are aiming for about 30 minutes today. So, so we're at a good pace. Yeah, we're, we're we're looking good on time. What's 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 next? So now let's. Do, <laughs> I want to talk about how this Thursday night matchup may be the worst matchup in the history of Thursday night football. The the one in six Raiders versus the one in seven San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> That's the first time I'm not watching a primetime game in years. Yeah, this might be. Wow. The, I thought last week was bad. Yeah. Wow. Oh, what was man. last week? Uh, and Thursday, I think it was the Giants and the Falcons. No. Yeah, or was that, that was, Monday night? That was Monday. That night. was a Monday night. night. Mm-hmm. La- oh, last way, Thursday was, game was so bad. Oh, the Broncos and the Cardinals was last Thursday no, night. It was a blowout. And no, the Broncos won 45 to 10. Thursday night? Yeah, Thursday night was the first. Yeah, The Cardinals got the a good win last week, actually. Larry Fitzgerald was hyped. He got that two-point conversion. He's so Trust good. It. Yeah, hold on. Shout out to Larry he's, Fitzgerald. He's a can fantasy log every year, too. Can we just take a second to talk about Larry Fitzgerald while you mentioned him? Yeah, the longevity of his the career. The longevity of his career. You know, he defies all of these, you know, this diva wide receiver, you know, stereotype. He the puts Odell his head Beckham, down and does his job. You know, the, the Chad Johnsons. I love Chad Johnson, but he had the mm-hmm. diva, the Terrell Owens. He's put his head down. He's worked. He's a great route runner. He's a great player, and he's done it for so long we'll just, just let's just give Larry Fitzgerald his props unanimous first ballot Hall of Famer. oh absolutely first ballot Hall of Famer one of the greatest wide receivers of all time the you best know. like if I was going to say the best that never was when the Cardinals played the Steelers in that Super Bowl it was neck and neck until overtime until Big Ben made like the craziest throw I've ever seen to win a game and in the Super Santonio Bowl Holmes? Santonio Holmes yeah, yeah. shout out yeah, to Ohio State catch. Buckeyes yeah exactly if Larry Fitz had like three touchdowns that game he would have been the MVP if James Harrison yeah. doesn't take him to the house at the end of the half yeah. and yeah. they just push into overtime and remember they took game. the lead with I yeah, think two minutes to go on the slant by Larry Fitz that he took to the house yeah and that was in the prime of his career I mean Call Tim me crazy. Kind of I'll take Larry Fitzgerald right up there with any other wide receiver in the history of the game. Hands wise, yeah. Of his career. yeah. Oh that God. was a great two rule, too. Mm-hmm. Troy Palamalu. Palamalu. Troy Palamalu. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> coming up with that uh, 99 yard interception return at the very end of the first half. Yeah. Well, I thought that was James that was Harrison. James Harrison. That was, yeah, James oh. Harrison. Palamalu was just all over. And if I'm not mistaken, wasn't James Harrison named Super Bowl MVP yeah. of that game? Uh, I think it was because Antonio they won. It was I think, one of the other. But it, but it actually might have been Santonio. It's called right. the greatest moment. I'm gonna I'm gonna fact check this. Yeah. You guys keep going. Yeah, yeah we're gonna fact check this. And just Carson real... Palmer was the quarterback. Was he the quarterback then, or was it, it was Kurt Warner? Kurt Warner it was, was Kurt Warner's there, yeah. last ride. Yeah, that was Kurt Warner's you know last hurrah. He... What happened to Carson? Is he retired? Carson Palmer. Yeah, Carson Palmer retired. Mm, it's a sad story. Speaking of, real quick, while Bob Leo's looking at that, me and Polly, do you think Carson Palmer is a Hall of Famer? I personally think he is. Oh, I man, personally that's think a good he question. is. Uh, for the time he was elite, it was what four, five, six years. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It 
It's not a first ballot by any, by any means. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think first ballot. Eventually, someone will give him, like, a, you know, participation trophy. Like, here's a Hall of Fame ballot. <laughs> no, no, from, from Palmer, it's not, it's not participation. He's He's been a really good quarterback for a long, time. Yeah, but he's one of the guys time. you just toss in the ballot and say, you're going to get voted in eventually. We'll just keep you in until you want. Because he, he way, does though. deserve it. He's been with dysfunctional franchises. He's not a Hall of Famer. He didn't win anything. Oh, he, he, how many playoff games? But he, look at the franchises that he the, the Cincinnati Bengals at the peak of their dysfunction. And what's a quarterback's job? To win, win games. It, he did. He won listen, three division listen, championships. You got the best the defensive Bengals. end in the league, but he plays on a trash team. Okay, how much difference can the best defensive end really make? Not a ton. Mm-hmm. When you're a quarterback, a quarterback, you're rated how good you are based on how many Super Bowls you win. That's why that's Tom right. Brady's the goat. Look that's why Joe Montana's up there. That's why everybody's up there. Well, yeah, I'm not making the argument that Carson Palmer's. I'm saying right. that he is without question a Hall of Famer. No, he played not. for the Raiders. No, he's not. Dysfunction. The Bengals. Dysfunction. The won them three division championships. Who know what would have happened if he wouldn't have gotten hurt in that. Uh, uh, 2005 playoff. Doesn't game. matter. Doesn't matter. He did get hurt, and it happened. Yeah, he did get hurt. And you then look what he did with the Arizona take those Cardinals. Years and say, what would he have done during those years? You have to take those years and say they didn't exist. That's why he's the best that never was. Like ESPN put out a tweet. What's the most heartbreaking thing you've ever seen on a football field, or something like that? Like quote this and say it. I said Friday Night Lights, the very ending of the movie, the last 15 minutes, yep. when they, or yard short, and B. Watching Carson Palmer throw a ball 60 yards downfield, watching Chris Henry catch a touchdown. And they say, oh, Carson Palmer's down, and I cried. I legit cried. Like, I mean, it's statistically. you saw the play, and you were like, it's over. Because you're, you don't just get voted in to the Hall of Fame based on how many Super Bowls you won. You get based on your it statistics a lot. and your performance. But if, I, did he ever win a playoff game? Did he win a playoff game? Did he win a playoff game? They were, good, it's a good question. They were in the conference. Stat check that. They okay, were in also, the... Santonio Holmes was 2008 Super Bowl MVP. I'm going to fact check that. You guys move on to a different sport. We're running over on Yeah, and also, right. before we talk about Carson Bobber, do we forget what he did with Arizona Cardinals that they were almost in the Super Bowl? So he was winning plenty of playoff games, just saying. But anyway. I don't remember what year that was. Uh, that's when I'm pretty sure Aaron Rodgers threw that Hail Mary. Was that when, um, what's his face, AP was the running back? For the who? The Cardinals. The Cardinals, no. Okay. No. Okay, Adrian Peterson was it? But anyway, now moving on, we're just going to give a quick shout-out as baseball season ends to the Boston Red Sox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, nobody was surprised about it, it. I called it four or five yeah, games. Yeah, four or five games. The Even Red the Sox. one game, the Dodgers won was close, so it could have been a sweep. Yeah, the Red Sox dominant, and honestly, this goes down as one of the better teams ever historically in baseball. Win, Wins-wise. You know, wins-wise. guy-wise. Numbers. Play, hitters. Pitchers. Camaraderie of the team. The bullpen. whole bullpen threw 100. It was just incredible. I mean, this Boston Red Sox team, you know. Uh, Craig Krimbrell didn't even really have a good playoffs, and they still no. easily, they easily were breezing by all of their series. This team is just, this team is going to be historically good. Still not as good as my 75, 76 Reds. Shout out to the Red Legs. Those single-season se- single teams record, nobody going to do that. But the Red Sox, they were good. You know, nobody nobody is surprised by this. They were the best team from day one of the regular season. Best team, day 162. How many games were they out of first place the whole year? It was like, what, 15, 20? When <laughs> the Yankees yeah. were winning games. And, you know, the Yankees are probably really mad right now because they won over 100 games. Mm-hmm. And they were playing New York, New York in the clubhouse, and they won. That was awesome. Yeah, so shout out to the Boston Red Sox. They just had the parade today. Oh, yeah, the Boston Red Sox had their yeah. parade. I saw something on Twitter. The same kid has been carrying around the same sign. Every year he goes to a Boston parade. And it's like the past five years he's gone to like five or six parades because the Bruins win, the Celtics won one, and it's Red Sox and um, who else? Someone else has a bunch of championships the recently. Pa- the Patriots, the Bruins. Yeah, the Patriots. The he's, he's gone to so many parades in his yeah. life, but I'm like, as a Cincinnati fan. Yeah, if, if you're a Boston sports fan, you really love life because your teams are just winning championships Yeah, it's like every time. other year you get another ring. You're just like, ah, yeah. whatever. We're just from Boston. The Celtics have like – the Celtics have – 
double digits. The Boston Bruins have uh, so many. The Patriots have so many. The Red Sox have so many. You know, we get it, Boston. You, you have a great sports town. You know, congratulations. Yeah, good for you. The Northeast. Yeah, we're in Cincinnati, so uh, we we feel pain when it comes uh, to professional sports. We were teams. voted what the number one um, heartbroken sports city. Fan heartbroken base. city. Yeah, in yeah. terms of college sports, professional sports, high school sports, whatever you want to talk about, Cincinnati is just it's rough being a sports fan here. Real quick, chiming in about Carson Palmer, Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Man. Played in four playoff games. Yeah. That's not enough to say he was good because clearly he wasn't good enough to get his team to the playoffs oh, very often. God. Second of all, Come he was on. 1-3-0, and oh, and in those four games was outscored 46-124. to 124. <laughs> The other team scored nearly three points for he every one of his points. Game, okay, like, I, I, like, like I said, I'm not saying he's a GOAT. I'm not he saying he's this, he's that. He threw more interceptions in the playoffs than he did touchdowns. It's crazy. But dude. while we're nitpicking how bad his playoff numbers were, why don't you look up where he ranks in passing yards in the NFL history, where he ranks in passing touchdowns like in NFL season. history. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, that's fine. Jim Kelly is a first ballot Hall of Famer. He made it to four Super Bowls, we're but he didn't win any. Time, so that's the last stat we're looking up. You know, so I, I personally think Carson Paul is a Hall of Famer. Not first ballot. I think he's got to wait a few years. I'm not saying put him in the Hall of Fame right now. He's a first ballot. I think, yeah. you know, eventually, you know, they're going to look at his accolades, top yeah. 10 in yards and touchdowns at the end of his career. I think he'll eventually get You know, we'll see how he reflects on the rest of the guys. Yeah, for sure. Because I haven't I, seen any of his numbers career wise. Yeah, because guys like Ken Stabler got in who had good careers, but they were borderline guys. I think of those guys. Boomer Sizen, didn't he get in? Yeah. Yeah, he, so Carson does, I think. Yeah, so, so. Boomer Sizen. He made it to the Super Bowl, but other than that, he had. And he may won an MVP in the 88 season that the Bengals went to the Super Bowl. But, you know, other than that, you can make. Because, Dude, like, I agree, quarterbacks are judged Biggest on flash in the pan of all time, Icky Woods. Icky Woods, I remember. One-year wonder. Icky Woods, he was awesome. He's a great guy. He's still around Again, before Cincinnati. Our ta- before our, like, prime time of watching Yeah, sports, obviously, we were young. We weren't. We didn't watch Icky Woods. We yeah. just have uh, highlights and, you know, different things from Icky Woods. But Real Leo, quick, looks like Leo's got something. Carson right. Palmer does rank higher than I would have thought. 12th. Yeah. Which how twelfth uh, all time in yards? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Now and and touchdowns, he's going to be top fifteen, I believe. Mm-hmm. But how how impressive is that really when Kerry Collins is seventeenth? Come on, Kerry Collins. Oh boy, he that's a solid five Who's ranks behind him. Scroll down a little bit. I want to see this. And look at the first Warren eleven. Mood, Tell me. Warren Mood, Fran Tarkenton, then Carson, then Vinny Testaverde, and Drew Bledsoe, Matt Ryan. Okay. So it's a respectable list. It's a respectable Hall list. of Famers. All of, and and the, you look at the top, what is it, 11? I, I, a majority of them are probably Hall of Famers. Yeah. And you know, the Brett Favre's of the world, the Peyton Manning's of the world, Brady's, yeah. Breeze. But, like Hall I said, by all means, not a first ballot guy. Yeah, I agree. He's not, he's, he doesn't belong in the same category as Tom Brady, mm-hmm. as all those guys. And I, I agree to that. I he agree. also is 14th all-time in passing attempts. <laughs> that's like Kobe. That's like calling Kobe the goat. That's the same thing with Brett Favre. Brett Favre has a lot of like you know longevity. Yeah, right? yeah, you're 297 right. Drew straight games. Drew Brees. You know, like these guys. I mean, but they they've been really good for so long, and yeah. they, they deserve to be like that. All right, let's on. That's a good note to wrap it up. Yeah. on. So obviously, guys, talking about Louisville, we're gonna try to incorporate those techniques into our podcast and into our writing. So stay tuned mm-hmm. for that. Anybody who wants to be a guest besides AJ, give me or Safwan or Leo a text. Literally. Yeah, we're gonna try to get more interviews with uh, players from our school. You know, male and female. Try to get more, you know, human interest type of things. So we'll look out for those. We'll be doing those in the future. So that is going to be it for us, guys. We hope you enjoy your Halloween. For Leo Saylor, Ryan Poley, I'm Safon Alvey. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. Toodles.